Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansburg, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Wonderful. Put your hands together for Jesus. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this service. Bless our time as we approach your word. Thank you for how far you have brought us even up till now. Bless your word. Let your word be a blessing to every single one of us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. First Timothy chapter 1 verse number 18 is where I want to start my preaching from this morning. The Bible says that this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Amen. He says, this instruction I give to you, first Timothy, Chapter 1, verse number 18. He says, this is the instruction I am giving to you. This is the charge I am giving to you. I commit thee, that I commit unto thee, according to the prophecies which went before thee. Okay? So I'm giving you this instruction based on the prophecies that have gone before you. And it says, that through them, through the prophecies, you will war a good warfare or you will fight a good fight. Hallelujah. You will fight what? A good fight. Today I'm talking about the double mega missionary church. Amen. And I'm talking about 25 prophecies of a mega church. Okay. But I'm just laying the foundation. From here, it says, This is the instruction I've given to you. This is the commandment I'm giving to you according to the prophecies that have gone on before you. That through the prophecies, you will fight a good fight, you will war a good warfare by reason of these prophecies. Hallelujah! Now, what is a prophecy? A prophecy is a promise from God, a prophecy. It's a promise from God. It's something God has promised to do. That is a prophecy. One man of God said, God doesn't answer prayer. He fulfills his promises. I say it again. Many of you are lost. God doesn't answer prayer. I said, one man of God said, don't come and ask me, Pastor, what is the scripture for this one? After, no, please, don't, don't do that. I'm just telling you something somebody said, and I think that it makes sense. God doesn't answer prayer. Do you see? He fulfills his promises. Hey, so Bishop, why do we pray? Prayer is supposed to be us repeating God's promises to him so that he does them in our lives. So it's up to us to know the promises of God, the prophecies of God. And then we go back to God and we claim those prophecies in prayer. 
And here he says, by those prophecies, you will come fight a good fight. Hallelujah. So, it's important that we understand the role prophecy plays in our church growth endeavor. Our fight for church growth. It's important we understand the role a prophecy, a promise from God. Because that's the only way we can pray for them. We can take the promise back to God. I mean, you don't go to the bank and try to withdraw money that you don't have there. You don't go and go and start asking for 10,000 when you know that after the last check, after the close of day yesterday, your balance was 33 rands. So when you know what your balance is, when you go to the bank confidently, you ask for 30 rands. Because that's what you have there. But if you know that you have 23,000 there, you can walk in confidently and ask for that money. Yesterday, my wife asked me for a certain amount of money. And when she asked me for the money, I said in my head, this girl is very confident in me. This girl... She has a lot of confidence in me. Yeah. Yeah, ne? Uh-huh. I wanted to say before I continue. I wanted to say so now that she's Lady Reverend, you call her Lady Reverend. You don't call her Lady Reverend LP. LP is not her name. Do, do, do you get it? Yeah, Lady Reverend LP. No. LP Lady Rev. No, 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 no. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. It, it sounds nice, but it doesn't, it's, it's, not, it's not right. Do, do you get it? It's not right. So you, you, you address a lady reverend, then her name is Della. Whichever way, L-R, um, Revo, whatever. We don't have R. <laughs> hey. then, then your case is serious. At least, at least I've told you. It's all up to you. I'm just, I'm just saying that you can't continue to call her LP. That's all I'm saying. Do you get it? Yeah. Some of you call her mommy. You can continue calling her mommy. Some of you call her, um, it's up to you. This is your local church issue. I don't want to be involved in it. As for me, I've done my, my job as the bishop of the church. I'm done. Okay. Now sit down. Let's continue your prophecy. I see God's prophecies coming to pass in your life. So it says, through these prophecies, you can fight well. Through these promises, you can fight well. So to start with, you must know the promises. And you must meditate on the promises and believe the promises. First Timothy 4.15, it says, meditate on these things. Which means think about these things. Give yourself completely to them or give yourself wholly to them. That your profiting will appear unto all. Anything that is going to profit you, anything that is going to work for you, anything that is going to make you fruitful and advance, it takes 
a meditation. After you have gotten to know it, it takes a meditation of it, which is you will think about it for a long time. Why do you need to think about it for a long time? Because when you think about it over a period of time, it goes into your heart. Then now you believe it. Then now you do what? You believe it. Then when you believe it, it turns into faith. Anything you believe is faith. Bible says the just, Hebrews 10, 38, it says the just shall live by faith. So as a Christian, you are supposed to live by the things you believe. The things you believe. And these prophecies are prophecies that you must believe before they can start working for you. Come back to um, Timothy. He says, so that when, when you meditate on it and you now believe it, then through that, you now begin to act in a way. You, you, you can give yourself completely to it. You can give yourself completely to it. Then when you give yourself to it, then you begin to make profit. And that profit will not just appear to you, but it will appear to everybody. Everybody will begin to see it. So as I go through these, uh, if you can understand this, this part of what I'm saying, the rest I can just read it to you. Because the rest is informing you of the promises that exist about church growth. You can move that to the promises of your marriage, the promises of your life. The prom- you just need to find them in the Bible. So that when you kneel to pray, you repeat those promises, those prophecies to God. Because you are sure that you have those prophecies in the bank. So you can now withdraw them through prayer. Through prayer. Through prayer. That you're profiting. I see this church growing astronomically. Let me read one more scripture about faith to you. Hebrews 11.32 says, what more shall I say? For time will not allow me to talk of Samson and David and Jatha and who? And the prophets. Who through, it says to talk of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson, of, of Jephthah, of David and of Samuel and of the prophets. Verse 33. Who through faith subdued kingdoms Wrath righteousness, obtain promises, and stop the mouth of lions. How did they achieve this thing? Through faith, through what they believe. If you believe things, you will, you will subdue this kingdom. You will subdue this Peter Marisbeck place. Church growth is a warfare. It's an act of warfare for your church to grow. It's the most difficult thing to do, to get the church to grow. You know, I know you are talking about exercising the inner man developing um, exercise of word-based exercises, prayer-based fellowship exercises, fasting exercises. I know you are talking about all these things. Do you see? But in a certain sense, I am the apostle of this particular church that is here. My duty is to make this church grow. Do do, Do you get That's my duty. So more often than not, when I come here, that's the main thing on my heart. Seeing that the church is growing. As for the exercises and things, you have pastors. You know, the rich man and Lazarus, he was telling Abraham, please send Lazarus. Let's say, so no, they have Abraham and the, Moses and the prophets. You have Lady Reverend Della and the prophets. They will tell you all these things. Let the church grow. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let the church grow. And the church can only grow if we apply faith in the promises for growth. 
if we all believe it, if all of us can believe that the church can grow and God wants the church to grow, all of us will give ourselves to it. We will push for it to work. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said to Peter, upon this rock, I'll build my church. And as I build my church, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Anytime we start to build the church, we get into warfare with the gates of hell. Yeah, that's the only thing. When you are trying to get married, Satan doesn't fight you. Sometimes even you're getting married is the, is the best thing that happened to Satan. Because that's when people cool off. I said a year ago or two years, a year ago, there's a video of me circulating around. The people I fear the most are people who have just gotten married. I mean, there are different people that I fear, but one of them is people who have just gotten married. I fear them the most. No, it's, I'm not saying right now. I'm saying something I said two years ago, a year ago. I was standing here when I said it. It's also sometimes, sometimes he's even happy you are getting married because he knows that you are going to cool off. So that, it doesn't rise against, it may not happen to you. It doesn't rise up against you when it comes to that. Or you are getting a car. Oh, it's when you start to get involved in building the church. That's when he rises up. And, and, and Paul said to Timothy, I'm giving you this chart because I know that what you are doing is going to come with a fight, resistance from the devil and from the enemy. So through the prophecies, like I'm arming you with the prophecies so that through that you can war a good warfare. You should have changed it by now. Through the prophecies. So 25 prophecies. I don't know how many I can give you before my time is up. But whichever one I give you. I'm preaching from the book, the Double Mega Missionary Church. Chapter 1 of that book. So you can just take it. You can just take it and go through the 25 prophecies. Amen. The first prophecy which we are going to arm ourselves with and fight with can be found in Isaiah chapter 2. I'm reading from verse 2 and verse 3. Now, this is the prophecy for the rise of mountain-like churches. The rise of mountain-like churches. The Bible says that. Listen to the prophecy. So, when you go, so I expect that every Sunday when you come to church, you pray about church growth. As a church. Yes, we are praying individually. We are praying in smaller groups. But when you come together... As a church, even if it's for two minutes, three minutes, one minute, pray for the growth of the church and take one of these prophecies and remind God of it. Hallelujah. So it says, it will come to pass, which means it will happen. It will do what? It will happen. It will come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on top of the mountains. I see God establishing this church. I said, I see God establishing this church. He said, it will come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house will be established on top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it. Shall flow into it. Next verse says what? Verse 3 says what? 
We are not coming back to that scripture. Okay, you can go on holidays. It says, and many people shall go and say, come, come ye. Let us go to the mountain, to the house of God, of, of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways. And we will walk in his paths. For out of the church shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. Now go back to verse 2. It says, it will happen. It's a prophecy. God says, it will happen. It will happen in the last days. And I believe we are in the last days. <coughs> it will happen in the last days. What will happen? That God's church the mountain of the Lord's house will be lifted up and exalted. The church will be lifted up and it will be exalted and it will be placed on top of the mountains of the world. <clears throat> no, you, you, you can't give me your water. They will give me water. Okay. I know you love me, but they will give me water. Oh, it's a sympathetic cough. Okay. Yeah, no, no problem. I know you love me. I can feel it. I can feel it. It's a protest that having been with them for a long time, I know. I know. Amen. Amen. It says it will happen. God is promising us that it will come to pass. It will happen that this church will be lifted up from the level it is at. It will be lifted up. And it will be established. Amen. God is establishing his church. Amen. God has promised to establish his church. Amen. And he says, I'm going to establish it on top of the established things of the world. The mountains of the world. So the things we feel are powerful and are working in this world. God says, I'm going to lift up. You see, let's suppose that the things, what are the things that are working in this world? Businesses. Banks. Schools. Soccer clubs. Is Kaiser Chiefs working? Then, then let's put it aside. Let's put it aside. Let, let, let's, let, let's not argue. Is Manchester City working? Good. For now. Good. Good, 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 good. And God is saying that the things that are working, suppose that the things that are working are on the stage and at the stage. He says, I will lift up the church. So this is the church. I will lift up the church and I will take it with me and I will put it on top of the established things. I, I am, I'm, I'm looking for all the established things of this world. I will take my church and I will put it on top of it and I will establish it on it. They will be the foundation that my church will be the reality. So if you are in the church, God is lifting you up and placing you on a high place. Oh yes. He's putting you on a high place. If you believe it, say amen. So God is lifting up this church and he's placing this church on top of the established things of the world. Amen. Amen. That's what is happening. And, and Paul said to Timothy, believe these promises so that when you are fighting, you can fight well. 
You know, it's like you are, a movie you have watched before. Give me a common movie that everybody has watched. John Wick. How many of you have watched John Wick? Now, don't you realize that when you are watching John Wick, you know that um, John Wick, no matter how many bullets hit him, he's not going to die. How many of you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sometimes, sometimes I watch... I watch TV with my, my wife. I watch TV with my wife. And then some, maybe a plot is going on. They are trying to kill somebody or take somebody out of the show or something. Then I'll be watching that. I'll remind my wife that these people, they don't know that the show is about that person. Do you see? So when you take that guy out of the, the movie, the movie is over. So the guy cannot be killed like John Wick. I mean, if you kill John Wick, the movie is over. You cannot, John Wick cannot die. Even the title of the movie is John Wick. John Wick is a man of determination, passion, and what? Share commitment. Yeah. You can't take him out. Other people can be killed in the movie, but he cannot be killed. It's like another example. So anytime you are watching, if they say, everybody choose a hero in the movie to be like, you all choose John Wick. If you go and choose the dog, you may be killed. In the first five minutes of the movie, you have been killed. It's over. But if you choose John Wick, you know for sure you will be there at the end. That's a prophecy. That's how a prophecy, that's how prophecies work. Another example is like you're watching a soccer match. Like yesterday's soccer match. If you are watching it again, no matter what is happening in the game, you know that Man City will win. They won. So you, know, you even know that there was no goal. Sometimes you didn't even watch the game. But you read the report or something. You knew that in the first half, there was no goal. Maybe they told you the scoreline was 1-0. Now, throughout the first half, you know there was no goal. So no matter how much they try, what chances come in the first half, you know that they won't score. Even if they score, it will be disallowed. It will be disallowed. Because you already know what is going to happen. And if you know maybe the goal came in the um, 67th minute or something, when we are getting to that time, you begin to watch. Yeah, how did the goal come? Ladies. Ladies, your own is John. Okay, let me. Let me. Cinderella, Cinderella. No, I, 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 gender balance, gender balance. Brothers, you understand, eh? At least the soccer has explained to you now. Ladies. Cinderella. Do you remember the story of Cinderella? She, she, she bought a pumpkin and she wore the pumpkin to the ball. Oh. Oh, it's not? Okay. She, she was with her stepsisters and her step... Look, I read it. I went to school. Don't bring yourself. <laughs> 
Please laugh, okay? It's free of charge. Bible says laughter worketh like medicine. So when you are not well, maybe emotionally you are not well, or uh, there's a problem in your mind, something is worrying you, don't frown. It's, it, some of the frowning you are frowning, it's like you are frowning in the dark. It doesn't affect us in any way. Do you, do you get it? Yes. Or you are in your room alone and you are frowned. It doesn't affect us. But as you start to smile, even the weight of your problem starts to go down. So the Bible says that laughter works like medicine. The only problem is that when you laugh without a reason, then you need medicine. Cinderella, 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 Cinderella. We all know that. I don't know if this is Cinderella, but they say, is it? Okay. So Cinderella went to the ball and she lost her shoe at the ball. Her crystal shoe at the ball. And then the prince was looking for the owner of the shoe. And she went around the whole city looking for whose, whose, whose foot will fit in the shoe. Now that's where you know that it's a fairy tale because you can't say that in the whole city, Cinderella is the only size five. <laughs> but let's stay with the story, okay? And she went, so you, if you were watching Cinderella and you know the story, you've read it before, you would know that as the prince is going around and different people are trying to fit their foot, it will never fit until it gets to Cinderella. Do you, do you get it? Until it gets to Cinderella. And then when it gets to Cinderella, it will fit in. That's a sure way. That's how a prophecy is. You know it will happen. So when you are giving yourself to it, you can give yourself to it completely. Yeah. Many of you are not getting involved in our quest for church growth because you don't know that God has prophesied that the church will grow. That the church will grow. And it's better to give yourself to the church so that when it grows... You are part of the growth. Yeah, it's because you don't know. It's because you don't know. It says, God is going to raise mountain-like churches. Churches that are like mountains. Churches that are tall and big. A mountain, when you see a mountain, you can, you do, even when you see a mountain, you, can, you will not ask, is this a hill or a mountain? No, it's obvious that it's a mountain. It's too big. You don't have any word to describe it. All you can say that this is a mountain. This church is going to double in size and become bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Mountain-like churches. And God says, I will establish it on top of the establishment of this world. Hallelujah. Number two. Oh, let me even read another scripture to you. Micah 4. I'm reading from verse 1. Micah 4. But in the last days it will come to pass. Micah 4, that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on top of the mountains. And it shall come to pass, and it shall be exalted above the hills, and the people, and people shall flow into it. And many nations shall come and say, let us go. It's the same scripture as the one was in there. That said, many nations will come and say, let us go to the mountain of the Lord's house. Of the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths. For the Lord shall go forth from Zion and the word 
of the Lord from Jerusalem. Oh, God is going to make his church power above everything. As you are giving yourself to this church and to the church of God, you are doing the right thing. Because God's church is going to tower, tower, tower above everything. Sometimes when we say the word, you know, many years ago, in fact, not just many years ago, just last year or last two years, a friend of mine sent me an old picture from back in the day in Kolegono. You know, and it was a picture of the prophet and my wife. Okay. And my wife was standing by the prophet there. He wrote to me. He, he said that, you see the way prophet has towered. He was, he was mentioning the fact that we used to be children when prophet sent us out. And prophet believed in us and he sent us as children, as little children. And he sent us out to the missions. So, as he was trying to tell me that, he said, he said look at the way daddy has towered your wife. Which means, like she's is high above the gap. I don't know who to use for an... Kule. Rahim. Rahim, come. come. Kule, stand here. Rahim. This is, this is Rahim. One of my favorite guys in the safe church. He's even come up now. You are not towering him that much. Rahim, for the sake of, kneel down, kneel down. No yes. Now stand, stand right next to him. This is how, this is the church, and this is the established things of the world. This is the church. The church is going to be high above, high above, high above, high above, high above. It's a promise from God. It's a promise from God. So he says, have this thing in your heart, meditate on it, and let it go into your heart so that you believe it. Then through that, you can war a good warfare. So when you know that the church is going to be higher than everything, when we say go and do a basenta, you can give yourself fully to it. You can believe that this thing I'm doing is going to become the main thing. I'm giving myself to it. I met a young man. You'll be there for a second. I met a young man. He said he's going to play football. I said, brother, his father asked me to speak to him. If on this my trip, I said, brother, how old are you? He said, I'm 18. I said, you are 18. I said, who do you play for? He said, oh, I've joined a club. I said, look, anybody who's going to play football, seriously, at 18, doesn't join a club. A club signs him. I say it again in Zulu. Anybody who is going to play football as a career at 18, you don't join a club where your father is paying monthly. A club signs you and they pay your father monthly. Better start studying or else you'll become a disgrace. You'll become a disgrace. 18. Do you know when Marcus Rashford then started joining Manchester United? They were nine years old. Nine years, six years. 
we, they already could see that this is Ballon d'Or. When they look at Lionel Messi at six years, they could see that this one will become Ballon d'Or. Six years. We have not even said you'll be the best player. At 18, we can't even see you as the best, potential best player in your area. Not Dale or Eastwood. I mean, and you say you want to go, and, better go and learn um, physics and become an engineer. You are better off. So the father asked me to speak to him. So I told him, brother, look, rather give yourself to your studies and to your church work. God is going to establish you above these things that you are thinking about. Yeah. And Bishop, yeah, I'm very good at playing netball. I want to play netball. I'll play netball for my school. Good. If you are 12, you can be playing at school level. Even by 12, they should discover you to start playing for the province. Yes. You have never played for the province before. You don't have a career in... I met a man. I don't know what I'm talking about. Right? You are kneeling down. Look, I met a man. He was about 30-something. He told me he's going to... He, 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 said he was a taxi driver. But he wanted to be a boxer. So every day, instead of driving his taxis at the gym, doing boxing, I, I asked him, I said, look, who have you fought with? Mention the people you have fought with and let me know. He mentioned, he tried to, I don't know any of them. I told him, you will never even be a provincial champion. It's not like, no, 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 don't say her. I'm telling you, you see, you, that's why it's difficult to tell you the truth. 30 something. Do you know when Mike Tyson became world champion? When it comes to sports, eh, your prime, your prime, now, even when you are, you see, like they are saying Manchester United want to sign Harry Kane. They are saying he's too old. He's 29. He's the most guaranteed goal scorer in the Premier League. But they say he's 30. So, don't go. He's turning 30 next year. It means when you sign him two years, three years, you forget how to score. Yeah. You forget how to score. You forget how to score. God will establish his church. So get involved. Thank you very much. Get involved. Number two, number two. Let me give you three, then you read the rest. You have Lady Reverend Della and the prophets. She will give you all the other prophecies. Number two, there shall be the rise of churches with many people and strong nations. This is also a prophecy. Zechariah 8.21 it says, there will be a rise. God is going to make churches come up of strong people and many people. 21 says, and the inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, let us go speedily to pray before the Lord and to seek the Lord of hosts. I will go also, verse 22. Yea, many people and many strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to pray before the Lord. 23. That saith the Lord of In those days it will happen. Tell your neighbor, it will happen. That ten men shall take hold out of all languages of the nation. Even shall take hold of the skirts of him that is, in, that is a Jew. Saying, 
we will go with you for we have heard that God is with you. I see Basenta leaders getting people holding on to them saying we will go with you. 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 It says 10 people who hold on to you. I want to believe God that each and every one of us will become a Basenta leader in the church. So that 10 people can hold on to us and say we will go with you. 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 On Sunday, we will go with you. On Sunday, we will go with you. Sunday, we will go with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you that 10 people will look at you and say, the way you keep going and coming, you going and coming, where do you go on Sundays? Many of us, when we're young, our parents will look at the good boy in the area and then they'll ask you, can't you be like this good boy? Can't you be like this good girl? Can't you be like this guy? Pastor Lungani was that good boy. The Bible says that God says, I will bring it. If you're a Basenta leader, this should be the scripture you use for your prayer. That God, you promise that 10 people will hold my skirt and say, they will go. Skirt means the lower part of your dress, the part that flares out. They will hold on to you and say, we will go with you. We see that this, we knew you before you started going to church. You have even stolen from our house before. You were a wanted guy in our house. But we can see that since you started going to strong Christian church, Peter Marisberg Apache, something is different about you. And because something has changed about you, we will go with you. We will go with you. We will go with you. We knew you. You used to gossip like you have gossip diarrhea. You used to gossip like you have gossip diarrhea. And the gossip would just flow and flow and flow and flow. But now we look at you. You are a totally different person. Wherever you have been going for that change to happen, we will go with you. We knew you, you were a troublesome person in class. Even teachers were scared of you. But since you got to know Jesus and you started to go to that church of yours, something about you has changed. You used to fail exams as though exams is going out of vogue. But suddenly you are passing as though you already know what they are teaching. Because of that, we will go with you. We will go with you. By this prophecy, as you do your basenta, people will start to flow into it. People will start to flow into it. Will flow into it. The church should be filled with basenta leaders and center leaders. Yes, basenta leader. What is a center? A center is a collection of about five basentas. What is a basenta? A basenta is a small group in the church. A small group, outreach group in the church. 
You do it from your area and then you bring the people to church on Sunday. The church should be, as I'm preaching this morning, all of you, you should either be a center leader or a center leader. A center leader or a center leader. What are you saying? I'm a center leader. What are you? I'm a center leader. That's it. That's what you should be. And then your followers should follow you to church. We can have 100 centers in this church. So that when 10 people follow each person to church, that's a thousand people. It's possible to have a thousand people. I believe it with my heart. That's possible to have a thousand people. It's possible. I need you to believe it with me. I said, I need what? You to believe it. That's why I'm sharing these prophecies with you. Because I don't know where I'm going to meet you again. That's why I'm sharing these prophecies with you. That believe, go to the verse before 22. It says, many people. And strong people. Sometimes there are places the people are so strong, maybe drug addicts, gang lords. So we look at them and say, oh no, these people, they can never believe in Jesus. So we don't even reach out to them. But it says, many people and strong nations will feel. No place will be too strong. Amen. I said, no place will be too strong. Amen. No place will be too strong Amen. for the salvation of Jesus Christ to come through. In fact, the way to overcome strong places is through the church. Not through governmental programs and initiatives. The, gov- the government of South Africa has introduced a new governmental initiative to curb unemployment, poverty, and crime in the area of Eastwood. Through this initiative, the government is intending to re- rehabilitate ex-convicts and drug addicts and prisoners and help them to re enter society so that they can perform very well in our society for the development of the area and the country at large. As the Minister of Social Development and Education in this, this, this republic, I hereby declare this initiative officially open. It won't change anything. It will just fill somebody's pocket. Somebody is just going to become rich because of this initiative. The only hope for our area, this supposedly strong area, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul said, we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Yeah, it's the power of God. The gospel of Jesus has power to change a human being. Prophecy number three, my time is up. Number three prophecy. He said, by this prophecy we will do what? We will war a good warfare. There shall be a rise of little ones. The rise of little ones. Yeah, it's a prophecy. Isaiah 60, 22 says, a little one shall become a thousand. A strong, a small one, a strong nation. I, the Lord, will do it. Isaiah 60, 22. How many of you believe that you are little? God is turning you into a thousand. Yeah, God is turning you into something great. To something great. It says, a little one shall become a thousand. It's a prophecy. That's why I said, when you come to pray, you take this prophecy and say, Lord, according to your prophecy in Isaiah 60, 22, we pray. It says, then you quote the prophecy to him. A little one shall become a thousand. A small one, a strong nation, 
He said, you the Lord, you will speedily perform it in this time. We come back to you with this and we say, perform your word. Yes, that's the prayer. Why? You know that God, look, there are some prayers you will pray God will never answer. It's not a case, it's the truth. Or you don't even know if God will answer. But this one, you know that God is a promise-keeping God. So if he has said it, he will do it. He has prophesied it, he will do it. He said, God, do it. Do what you have prophesied. Do what you have promised. Do it in our time. Little, maybe you are here, your center is small. Or you are here, your center is very small. You, you now, you know that your center is minuscule. A small center is like a mini center. But God sent me to tell you, he shall make it. He shall turn it into a thousand. Yeah. 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 Believe this prophecy and run with it. Believe this prophecy and run with it. Believe it. Number four. I want to at least give you five in three minutes. Number four. Where is number four? Number four is here. There shall be a rise of churches. That shall not be few. And churches that shall not be small. Jeremiah 30, 19 to 23 says, and I will multiply them. He says, out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. God says there will be a lot of excitement in the church and a lot of happiness in the church. He says, that, that, uh, they will be thankful and they will be excited in the church. And I will multiply them, and they shall not be few. And I will glorify them, and they shall not be small. The days of small things have come to an end. I said, the days of small things have come to an end. He says, I will multiply them. I see God multiplying the church. Oh, yes. Multiplying the church. Now, look at the church. Now, the church is times two. Look at the church. The church is now times three. You look at the church. The church is now times four. That the church has been multiplied and it has increased and they will not be few. This is a prophecy from God. God is saying, I will multiply. Apart from letting strong people come and join and many people come to join, I will also multiply you. The lowest multiplication is, is two. I said the lowest multiplication is two. You double. You double. I see this church doubling. I say, I see this church doubling. Amen. I see this church doubling. Yeah. That your basanta, it will double. Yeah. I mean, we saw this, I don't know if they are 10 or so. If we come, we see them again, they are 20. That's a doubling. Apostles, you come, they are 20. It's a doubling. Like every normal day is like Swollen Sunday. It's not only on Swollen Sunday that the church must increase. The church must double all the time. And multiply, I will multiply them. That you take the Olives. Olives are the who are the people who sing praise and worship? Roses. Then God has doubled them. Oh, they are what? Roses. Eh? No, if people change your names, I, I it's, it's uh... Yes, I'll double them. But when you can see the roses have doubled. Yeah. Instead of having one tenner, instead of having one tenner, you have two tenors. 
two tenants. There's a group called the two tenants. Is that not so? Yeah, there's a group that two tenants. Yeah, two tenants. Two altos. Two sopranos. Two bass. Two. The other ones, you don't know what they do, but they have doubled. I see you doubling! Yeah, right, we, we don't know. They, we see the world in the mic. We really don't know which part they sing, but they are part. They are also doubling. Yeah. A double pastor Melling. Why not? If not, why not? That will multiply you. Glorify you, it shall not be small. Sometimes when the thing is small, you feel you, 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 when you are presenting it, you are not even happy. Because it's small. There are so many things when they are small, it's not nice to present. It's not nice to present. I preached in a church last week. I don't know what was happening. People didn't really come to church. But I know the church. Like I know the church already. I see pictures of the church all the time. It's a mega church. But that Sunday, I don't know, people, month and Sundays, you know. I have some members, since I was born, in the late 1950s, I've never seen, I, don't, I never see them on a Sunday. I only see them on a Tuesday. When I used to have church on Fridays, they will always be here. But Sunday, like, they come some Sundays, but month end, on a month end Sunday, I will, I've never, I don't know what they look like on a month end Sunday. They are my church members, faithful church, they'll be my church members for seven years. But on a, on a month end, a Sunday that is at the, it's like 29, 28, first, no, they, I, I won't see them. So when I got to the church and I got there, the pastor started to talk to me, say, oh, today she doesn't know what I said. The pastor is a girl. So today I do. I used to pastor her when she was in university. So, today, so those of you in university, God is turning all of you into pastors. Yeah. I want to believe God that Next year, we'll hand the church over to those of you in the university. Just, the, the university church, we hand it over to you. Yeah, we, will not, we won't even come there. We just know that the church is working there. Yeah, rise up. So this girl, she, she was telling me, you know, today I don't know what happened. People didn't come to church, and the people didn't mobilize the people, and the, this and this and this. Different. She was telling me many different things. I was just listening to her quietly because she's got a, a visiting preacher, and the people didn't come, or this or that, or this or that. Or she was, she, what was the reason? The reason is that the thing looks small, so it's not nice to present. It takes away the beauty. That's why I said, I will glorify you. It means I'll add beauty to you and you will no longer be small. Like she couldn't present it. So then I told her that, don't worry. I've been, do, I've been a Christian for so many years. Serving the Lord. I can promise you that the preaching I'm going to preach today, it will, it, look, it, if, if, if it's not more powerful than what I would have preached if the church is full, it will be at the same level. Don't be, don't, even if there are two people there, they will be born again. You wait and see. Yeah. And I step into the church with them powerfully as though the church was full. Yeah. But I'm telling you that because it's small, you can't present. When the church is small, you can't present it. Even when we get visitors, we don't take them to our small churches. But that thing is coming to an end. Our small churches are going to become big. I'll glorify you. You shall not be small. 
believe in this prophet. I think I should round up here because my time is up. Believe in this. I said there are 25 of them. They are in the book. The double missionary, the double mega missionary church. Yeah. They are chapter one. Everything is there. Take the prophecies. And that's a church. 25 weeks of praying for church growth. All those of you come here to pray Friday night. I don't know what you, when you come here, what you pray about. None of you have bothered to ask me what should we even pray about. But it's all good. Today I'm telling you. Now I'm answering the question you didn't ask. I'm t- when you come, one of the key things, pray for the Holy Spirit and pray for the growth of the church. Yeah, pray for it. And take these scriptures, 25 of them. By the time you finish the 25 um, week cycle, oh, you will see growth in what you are doing. Sunday morning when you say, well, let's pray for forgiveness of sin. Let's pray for the Holy Spirit. Let's pray for the, let's pray for the growth of the church also. Then you take one of the scriptures and we stand on it and we pray. We pray. We stand on it and we pray. That Lord, you promised that you will glorify us and we shall not be small. This Sunday, glorify us so that we are not small. Glorify, multiply us so that we are not few. The days that you are few, a choir, you come and sit there. Now you have to even put chairs, three chairs, so that you sit like it's a bar. Which is not a bad thing, but sometimes it's to just to mask the smallness of the thing. That time is coming to an end. The choir is multiplying and growing. That you can't even put a chair to sit on. Yes, you can do it. Believe it. If I can get you to believe this prophecy, we will do great things for the Lord. So I pray for you as a church as I close, that you will believe these prophecies. That through them, you will war a good warfare for church growth, for the growth and the increase of the church. That God build a mountain like church. God multiply us. God glorify us that we may not be small. It will happen to you in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's pray. Increase is coming, increase is coming, increase is coming, increase is coming, increase is coming. Lift your hands and begin to thank God for the prophecies, for the growth of his church. The prophecies that have gone on before us for the growth of the church. Thank God for it, Christ. Thank God for it. Thank God for it. Thank you for the prophecies that have gone forth. In the name of Jesus. Thank him for the prophecies that this will be established on top of the mountains of the world. Thank him right now. Thank him right now. Thank him that many people are flowing into the church. Many people are flowing into the church. Many people are flowing into the church. Thank him right now. Thank him right now. Thank him that he's multiplying us. 
and we shall not be few. Thank you for my that we shall not be few. He's glorifying us that we shall not be small. That we shall not be small. Nampayolatea, Rapayabaloba, Meloba Setolokaya, Rapatotayelo Sopa, Nimpayaloba Kalentayola, Nepayola Sekaloba Sataya, Ripolatobayala. We claim these prophecies, Lord. We claim these prophecies, Lord, upon the church, upon every basenta, upon every basanta, upon every center, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. My God, my God. Masoma levos, Zechariah 8, I think verse 23, it says that in those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold out of all languages of the nations, even shall take hold of the skirts of him that is a Jew, saying, we will go with you, for we shall, for we have heard that God is with you. I want to give you a charge, and this charge is to every member of the church. It's not even to the pastors of the church, to every member of the church. Be determined that 10 people will follow you to church regularly, every Sunday. Make it a pe- believe in this prophecy. And take a personal that 10 people will say to you, we shall go with you. We shall go with you. I want to pray with you. If you are here, you want to believe God that 10 people will follow you to church. I want you to lift your hands wherever you are. Pray. I'll pray for you now that this grace will come upon you. Everybody lift up your hands. Let me pray. Lift both hands. Let me pray for everybody. God, looks like almost everybody wants 10 people, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. Ten people will follow you to church. Ten people. Father, behold every hand that is lifted right now. Use us as instruments of growth of your church. Give us the grace to draw ten people after us into your kingdom regularly in the name of Jesus. According to your word that cannot be broken, that it will come to pass in those days, saith the Lord of hosts, that ten men shall take hold out of all the nations, out of all languages of the nations, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew. Spiritually, we are Jews, we are Christians, saying, we will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Let this prophecy come to pass in every life that is represented here. 
in the name of Jesus. As we submit our lives for your use, glorify us. Glorify us. Glorify us. Bless us and glorify us in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Growth is coming. Growth is coming. Growth is coming. Growth is coming. Yeah, believe it. Believe it. It's coming. And let's run with it. Believe it. It's, I believe this is a sure prophecy for you. Because up until late last night, I wasn't coming to a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to preach as a normal pastor in my church, spiritual exercises. Then I heard that they don't want me to win their comrades. So. I should come here. Then I came here. Yeah. So it's a sure prophecy for you. Yeah. Growth is coming. If you believe it, give your neighbor a high five. Say, growth is coming. Growth is coming. Growth is coming. Give another person. Growth is coming. Give four, five people. Growth is coming. Growth is coming. Growth is coming. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. My prayer is that you will be involved. You will be involved. You will be involved. Anyway, let me pray with you. You are here this morning. I want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to welcome Jesus into my heart to be my Lord, to be my Savior. I'm a sinner. I need Jesus. Today, I want to have a turnaround in my life. I want to have an encounter with Jesus, and I want him to come into my heart to save me and to rescue me from this crooked generation. If you are here like that, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I want you to lift up your right hand with me. I will pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me to welcome Jesus into my heart. Pray with me. Welcome. Lift up your right hand. I will pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. Don't be shy. Stop looking at your friend. Lift up your right hand. I will pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to ask Jesus to come into my heart. If you are here, you've lifted up your hand. I want you to come to me. Here, I'll pray with you. Just come to me in the front. You lifted up your right hand. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Quickly. 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 Come, I'll pray with you. Come, I'll pray with you. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be intimidated by your friends. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Satan, from today, I no longer belong to you. I belong to Jesus. I'll serve him. I'll love him for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for these ones. Wash them indeed with your blood. Fill them with your spirit. And use them to your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.